0: Please.
1: You talked about changing it up with a lot of uh, the different producers, and you definitely changed it up again with So Romantic. The system guys came in. Oh
0: my god, sweet guys! Evan Rogers and okay, you have to help me with the name,
1: Evan uh, Mick Rogers. or Mike Murphy and
0: uh, Mike Murphy, Nick Murphy, yep, uh, the system, yeah, oh my god, different, like I was saying, they were each producer, and songwriter just showed what they had to give me and see what I can do with it. That's what it's all about. And when I went in, just just beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. I'm so romantic. You know what I'm thinking. Uh, Heartbreaker, the song Heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. Love that song. So in love. I'm glad I remember these songs. <laughs> I'm like, Evelyn, you lost your memory. Nope. Nobody.
1: <laughs> so I guess chart-wise, Just for the Night was the biggest hit off that one.
0: Oh, my God. in That is one of my all-time favorite videos, too. You got to see that one. You probably haven't seen that one, have you? <laughs> just for the Night has a video as well. That was when I was... It was almost like Fred Astaire and... Uh, oh, God. It was, okay. Fred G- Ginger, and Rogers? Kelly?
1: Ginger or Rogers? Kelly? Oh,
0: Grace Kelly. Oh, my God. Ginger Rogers, yeah. It's, oh, it's so beautiful because I had on this gown. I would look pretty. I was dancing. And, and the guy was just amazing, amazing dancer. Oh, I forgot his name, but he's in the video with me and we're dancing. It's very special. These things, you're bringing back so many memories, it makes me want to tear up, but I'm just proud to know that it was me. Very proud. You would love it. You would love it. Um, and I hope the fans watch it, too.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sure, Evelyn, and I saw all those videos back, you know, when they were running, you know, on BET or wherever. Um, it's just been so long since I've gone back and seen some of them.
0: Me too Until I go on YouTube And I go Oh my goodness They got them there Okay One Out of Control That was a little scary It was It's The song Out of Control I did uh, It was Like I was a crazy person In a chair I'm like Okay <laughs> And it was Out of Control But the song was jazzing If the just rising So high we Every time We touch
1: Oh yeah, you don't mind me singing to you, do you, Scott? Not at all.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, love it. Um, how, so by that point, Evelyn, how much you know input were you having on what was taking place? You know, with your career and with your um, selection of music and your performance and your image and everything. Wow. Um, it was changing so much that it kind of made me
0: wonder. Did they really have a clue on who, who they wanted me to be, what they wanted me to look like? I knew what I wanted to do, and that was just change with the time, be myself, um, pray that everything business-wise was going well, which, hey, at the time, a lot of the things weren't. And I didn't, you know, you can't be home and be on the road at the same time. So I was going through a lot of changes during my career, first of all. And a lot of people think that, you know, everything was hunky-dory because they see me out there. They see me touring. They see me working. But they don't know that we all have an inside story. And the inside story, a lot of us face, is either you're getting ripped off or you're not seeing what you deserve. And, you know, I'm not the only one, but I am in there with the rest of them from back in the day. So things like that went on. But I, I kept touring and I kept working and I kept striving to just show that, you know, I wanted to give my fans what they want. And I was I was proud of being myself and uh, my band members making sure that everybody was happy. They were doing what they were supposed to do to, to make sure that we all look good, not just Evelyn in the front look good, but we all look good. So we can all be called on one day from someone else bigger or better than us. And that's that's what the way I've always strived to to keep my career, and I still do today. I keep it that way because I always wanted to make sure that I stay away from the harm and the bad of doing something that's not me and just doing what I love and showing my fans that this is how it is. You're in my living room. I appreciate you coming here. You paid you pay for it. You're going to pay, and you're going to go home with something that you're never going to forget, and you're going to be happy with what you paid for. That's my career.
1: That's that's how you win them over and build loyalty, right there.
0: Yes, because you just got to be yourself. I mean, you can. You, I can't be anyone else. And I I keep that bubbliness, even though I've gone through the hardship or the business, the way things are. Um, as of today, you know, um, still actually struggling to get back out there. I was I was I was released from EMI, and uh, I think it was '83, '93.
1: 93. Um, Yeah. Yeah, your last EMI record, at least, was um, well, 89 was the last release on EMI.
0: Yeah. And I was released in 93. And it was like, okay, um, really? No job? Like, (laughs) I have unsung. You know, I did unsung, which I was glad. They got half of a story. Believe me, they didn't even have a whole lot of a story. But it's a lot of things, I, I'd rather just, it's like, you know what, we all go through this. People have been through more hardship than I have in the music business, but at the same time, we just have to learn from either mistakes or not knowing or understanding and just, you know, you gotta learn. It's, it's, a, it's a business as well as being an entertainer. But my entertaining side is always gonna be, you know, held on to just being Evelyn. and. I've been appreciated of that, and I've been appreciated with, you know, the fans that I love them so much and appreciate them for keeping me even relevant today. And the new youth, you know, the youth that is out there, they're listening to the stuff. So it's a lot we go through, Scott, uh, and a lot of fans that don't know, you know. We go through a lot, but it's either suck it up or, <laughs> you know, just keep being bitter, and I don't have time for that anymore because I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I do know my tomorrow, I'm gonna make sure I wake up and say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up another day. And if there's a gig tomorrow and the coronavirus is gone, I'm on stage, <laughs> I'm on stage for my fans.
1: Yeah, you gotta find you know, the path to that inner peace. You know, That's the yeah. bottom line right there. Um, yeah. But when, when you were that teenager, you know, did you ever think in your wildest imagination that, you know, decades later, you know, shame would be, you know, revered like it is? Uh, you know, of course, there's many other hits, but I mean, just from that one at the very beginning, did you ever fathom that?
0: No, I never thought that i still, first of all, have to still, uh, I'm very proud to say I just turned 60, July the first, I'm proud to say that. To, to turn 60 and know that I have to jump on stage and sing "Shame" and still perform it the way the fans want it, and know that it's still relevant today, and a lot of youngsters that I meet today are letting me know that their parents played that song and they love it. Um, no, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it, but I'm. Believe me, I'm just as proud of it as as if it was yesterday. Just as proud. Of
1: you know, Evelyn, I wanted to um, touch on a long time coming uh, back in eighty well mid '80s that album. To me, wow. um, I thought that that record was a turn back to like the earlier '80s sound, like an effort. I don't know if it was conscious or not, but at least to my ears, it seemed like it uh-huh. was kind of going back to like you know more of the early '80s sound rather than some of the more progressive stuff that had come before it which wasn't a bad thing at all right yeah
0: i think it was uh i think it was like i said and it's still i'm still going to repeat the same thing i'm saying i kept bouncing back it was like bouncing back and forth where do they want me to go what do they want me to do what is the image what is the the sound Uh, what are they trying to find it was brought to me but it was uh I guess they were trying to find out where, like, okay, California, to me, that kind of sound was a California kind of sound. Action CD, you know, was a, a California kind of sound. It's like East Coast, West Coast, you know, Northeast, Southeast. I, I don't know. I don't know what was happening, but I know the songs were happening because I love the songs.
1: Well, and I
0: had to sing them. And, and if you look at it, it change is going to come. It was I got discovered singing "The Change Is Gonna Come" by Sam Cooke, so that's how I got discovered. So it was a spinoff of Long Time Coming.
1: Ah, um, okay. And that record uh, had uh, people like Renee and Angela on there, and the yes. guys from oh. from Rufus.
0: Yes, I I enjoyed working with them. Uh, uh, California, Uh with California out here with. Uh, Oh, God. Hawk Walensky?
1: Uh-huh.
0: It was Hawk Walensky. Um, oh, my God, I miss it. I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of them. They live out, they were in Malibu or somewhere, uh, way out there somewhere. But went to their studio, and it was just amazing. These guys, they didn't play either. It was, it was just, it was like stick to the script. Evelyn's coming in here, we know she's going to sing this song. We're going to let her do what they do, she do. And and then they, I mean, we had lunch, we chilled out, it was get back at it, then it was time to go home. I went in and majority of the time, even theater of life would tell you from from early on, even Kashif, you know, if he was here, he would let you know. Um, I went in and I went out. I had it in my head. I had the song, how I wanted to project it. They would be happy with it. They would give me a few pointers, a few drops of letting me know, you know, I, I think this, do it a little stronger or, or give me a little yell or, you know, they would yell at me. or, And I enjoyed every moment of it because the criticism and the best thing to do is perform as strong as you're going to perform in that studio with these songs so you can hit that stage and sound either the same or better. That's something I had to learn.
1: Did, uh, did Hawk have any uh, Shaka Khan stories to share with you?
0: Not really, no. but he knew that Shaka Khan was my idol. That's my idol. And to work with Shaka, oh, that, that was a dream come true. I even got a chance to work with Shaka. I forgot to mention that's my idol, Shaka Khan.
1: What were the circumstances of uh, working with her?
0: Oh my God. We did some gigs together and I was on the bill. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm on the bill with Shaka Khan. We did Hawaii together. Oh my God. I got up on stage with her and sang with her, with her song. She pulled me up on stage in Hawaii. Um, We did a couple of gigs and we also uh, did uh, it was for cancer research for children. We did that, charities, you know, we did a couple of charities together. But I've always been a fan. I grew up, I was in a, a talent show at 15 in school before I started touring. I did my um, talent show. I didn't win, but I sang her song, Pack My Dad. Oh, yeah. And I didn't win. And it was because it was favorables inside the the school i was so mad my mom was mad (laughs) they had a nerve to not even give me a flower i was like are you kidding me and i wore that song out up on stage i can't believe it but that's the way it
1: goes (laughs) wow there's no justice there i remember watching uh seeing shaka khan do that on tv back in the in the day Uh
0: uh-huh
1: yeah that's a favorite of mine too yeah um so, Evelyn, you, you switched labels at that point. You parted with RCA after all those years and went to EMI, as you yes. mentioned. And, um, you know, you had a few years in between. Um, was that like a transition thing or a life-changing thing? or?
0: Well, I had a child in uh, 1986. Um, was it 86? Oh, am I getting it right? Yes, 86. <laughs> I had a child, and I lost a child in 89. And um, EMI had, you know, they had let me go. They wanted me to just get me together mentally. It was a very tough time for me. Um, but then in doing that, uh, in turn, I got back out there on the road, and then they give me a letter along with that wasn't just me it was along with uh natalie cole we both ended up getting the same kind of letter it was like we're gonna have to let you go they were changing over to like a uh, you know rock or pop kind of sound they wanted and i guess we weren't included
1: that's something, especially because *Flirt* was a, a solid record and had some hits on it, and um, yes. you know had a real, a more mature sound for you, I thought, and um, you know had uh, really? George Duke on there, and um, yeah, um, wow. and Leon was back again, and yeah, yeah,
0: that was exciting working with George Duke and and Leon, and uh, again, you know, it, the songs. I'm telling you, it was so many songs that were out from different musicians, songwriters, producers, and entertainers themselves. They weren't paid uh, very much attention to. It was going back and forth. Like, it it just seemed like they just really did not know where to put me. But I guess, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was time to just move on and uh, i had to find another way but then no other way was coming to me at the time because they were into another era of of sound and you know production and and it was rap and it was hip-hop and it was you know things just started changing after that
1: yeah the changing in the sound and also just changing the way the labels worked at that time
0: exactly yeah so but then also we had social media you know the uh the the internet coming out and with the internet coming out interview with the music being played on the radio, you know, on the internet and things not being sold anymore no more record stores, no more record pools, no more things like that I'm telling you on this very much being at the record stores meeting your fans, signing the autographs all those things, those were the days and that, those kind of things are long gone but then they should still be here because that was the only way that a lot of people even got to see the the artists and the legends that they wanted to see. Yeah. And vice versa.
1: Yeah. Um, but you came back in the mid-'90s with another strong record, uh, I'll Keep a Light On, which, I'm, did that get a domestic release?
0: It got a domest- domestic release. That was slamming. Um, <laughs> Tony Haynes, which a lot of people, <coughs> you know, should recognize him. Tony Haynes has so many hits out. Uh, Robert Palmer, he did so many artists, so many artists. He's all over the globe, and very he's unsung as well. <clears throat> but I'm telling you, great, great songwriter. Um, you had Christopher, Christopher Troy. I had with him. Uh, There's so many people in there. Can't remember everybody's name. Lady Stewart that worked with uh, with um, Tony Haynes together. I mean, that was a team. And uh, I'm telling you, the music, the music is, is out there either in the United States or it's overseas. That one's overseas, but I never got any kind of play of, can you come here to do this song or that song from that? record i really did
1: it, it's a very it's a
0: slamming record
1: it's a very soulful record i think and it has you know a great lineup you have um paul jackson jr on there and uh jeff lorber and larry graham makes an appearance yeah. and and uh freddie fox
0: yes my husband <laughs> he wrote uh, my husband wrote the song uh, star child with me um uh, and yeah we was part of that you know, a, a lot involved uh, on that album with uh, oh God, Preston Glass. We had um, Preston Glass with Larry Graham and uh, Billy Billy Preston. So many people that that are just not being noticed for what they've done on on those. Oh God, you look at them; it just bothers me. It really does get to me because it's so many songs on there that still can be played today and you would go wow on that one especially it's it's right what's going on it's also the sound that you hear it's very relevant but you don't hear it in the state
1: yeah i'm doing a lot of nodding just so you know (laughs) (laughs) so i'm right (laughs) yeah well it's just such a common story for you know the for lack of a better term, veteran, you know R and B and dance and funk artists yeah. for the during the nineties, you know, right? Yeah, um, just you know, uh, for lack of a, a better term, or maybe it's appropriate. It's it's a big time shame of what happened in the nineties.
0: There you go. It is. It is, and I agree with that. Um, but so, we got we got to keep moving. But at least I know that that is in my legacy. The songs, the uh, the the people that were involved, the musicians, the background vocals. I mean, a lot of things that went down. You know, I appreciate them all, and I've always recognized that. The musicians, the vocals, the the uh, the record pools, the the DJs, the clubs, the interviewers, of course. Uh, the radio stations. You gotta, you just gotta remember, we had so much going on that complemented each other, and it kept it going for a long, long time. And then it just seemed like everything just got scattery. You know, it it just went all over the place, all over the globe, but scattered because they didn't know where to go with certain artists. Even in the nineties, the eight, the seventies, eighties, and nineties was a time of let's find out. What are we going to do? I can speak for Evelyn. What are we going to do with Evelyn? Okay, let's throw her this way. Okay, no, she looks too young. Oh, let's make her look older. If you notice, or you look on some of the albums, my looks were like, okay, what do they want me to wear? And what is on my head? The music box, I did not agree with putting no bird and a net up on my head. I still don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I will never agree with that. I'm like, excuse me, I look like going to church. I look like I was getting ready to go to church with a net and a bird up on my head. I did not like that.
1: I'm I'm in love is pretty good. Did you like that like cover?
0: Can.
1: Huh? I like the I'm in love cover. Was that one good for you?
0: You like the I'm in love? That was fine. Yeah. It was keeping me youthful. But yeah. I mean, you know, that's what I was saying though. If you look, it's like, okay, she's younger. But they gotta look at older. She's older, and now they want her to look younger. I know you're confusing the people, but fans aren't stupid. And I always re- repeated that, even on stage. They go, I know you guys aren't stupid. You know how old I am. If you follow your artist, you know how old they are. Don't be ashamed of who you are as an artist. Be proud that you can wake up and say I turned this age. I will always do that. And you know, and then they always say, well, you know, if you still got it, be proud of it. If you don't have it anymore, relax. Somebody else, is. there's some new people out there wanna come out and do their thing. Everybody gets a chance.
1: Evelyn, what what went into um, you coming back with a record in 2007, Open Book?
0: (laughs) Open Book, uh, that was due to Preston Glass just saying, you know what, we need her to come back out, we miss her. We need her sound. Um, He really wanted to bring some people in to make sure that I can be out there and me, Tony, Tony Hayes Preston Glass and my husband we all came together you know and he all you know, Preston added some people that he knew you know good songwriters also to help out and the producers was him the producer was him and I went in the studio and I just put it out but it was songs that was relevant to me like my life is an open book it is <laughs> it is That song, I went in with the open book, sang the song down, crying the whole time. Wow. No sound effects, no nothing, all that. He just said, Go in there and sing it. I was thinking of all the things I've gone through. And here, I lost my parents, my, you know, in 1997. It was a lot going on in my life. I lost a child. I lost, so I've gone through, it is an open book. So all of the things were just hitting me. You know, like, wow, here I am from the beginning of my career and I'm still standing and I'm in this studio and it is an open book, my life. When I hit the stage, it's an open book. And then the songs that follow, you know, funny, fun songs, you know, Yum Yum had the, (laughs) I like Yum Yum, it was cute, cutesy. Um, He was just trying to make sure that People heard me again,
1: and and the dance uh, became a club hit. Got some action there, right?
0: That was the dance with me and my husband. We wrote that together. He wrote most of it. My husband wrote the dance, but um, and then we had it remixed, and you know how it goes. All that stuff We have to have you know done just to get you back out there with fresh new sound again. It went all over the place, and I was very happy to see that and hear that. Um, that to me was a club, uh, it seemed like a club song and I figured that, you know, they would really, you know, it would get over, but things just started going crazy again. I'm like, okay, they don't like that one. I don't know. Do They want that one anymore. I don't know. It was, it was going crazy. The album went crazy because no one really knew what to choose, what to really put out which one was better for them but that's the way the music business is in
1: 2004 I saw that shame was put into the dance Music Hall of Fame was that something yeah. did that involve your participation or how did you find out or what did it did it mean something no, to you? no
0: it was a surprise it was a surprise to me uh, I <laughs> I just ended up getting an award the dance music Hall of Fame I was I was in shock I was in shock, but I was there. <laughs> I was proud, and I thank them. You know, thanks to the Dance Music Hall of Fame for thinking of me, and you know, just recognizing a, a strong song, "See Life," John Fitch, Ruben Cross, I mean, they made me. Actually, brought me to this point today. You know, I will. I will always say that because it was the beginning of my career, the beginning of me thanks to T-Life even recognizing me.
1: Do you, do you ever get tired of performing it? How do you kind of keep it fresh so that, you know, you still enjoy it?
0: I never get tired of uh, doing change. You can't get tired of doing something you love. That's the whole thing. I love that. I love performing. When I sing chain, I know that I got to just hit it hard. You hit it hard. They want to hear it. Um, I get on that stage. I got to play the cougars. I dance and I sing. That's my show of shame. And that's, you know, and the, and then the words, mama just don't understand. Oh, how I love my man. I know that when that came out, those words right there, that was for my gay audience and my LGBT. I love you guys, I know you you love that song so much, but the guys, I'm telling you, the gay guys, they went crazy (laughs) every time I do the song. That's their favorite line more than anything. Because they'll sing that in my face, and and right after that, want my shoes. But I'm like, I, I know that the song is still relevant because the music, the sound, uh, Philadelphia, you know it—it it just brings you back home, and that's why the words of my mother says you're never too big because stars do fall, and I'm still standing today because I still remember where I came from. So it just all goes back to that.
1: Did Did you have many uh, band members that were with you for extended praise through different tours and things like that, or did you kind of have it changed up all the time?
0: Oh wow, well, I mean, I had wow. I can say some were there for like a few years. Uh, we had, we had Trussell, the group Trussell. You had some of the guys from Trussle. I had uh, Bill McGee. Uh, I had Instant Funk playing with me. I had, it was back and forth. I had some, you know, decent musicians that just, and singers, that stayed with me probably a year or two and then it was changed up you know it was a lot back then it was due to you know hey the record company either said they weren't strong enough or either they had to switch up somebody or my parents didn't something didn't go right they didn't like it they got rid of them but yeah i've had some good musicians very good musicians and still today good musicians
1: and a few years ago you uh got back out there with the first ladies of, of disco. And, um, was, what was that experience like?
0: Well, that was different for me. First ladies of disco, that was done by, uh, James Washington, which was, uh, Martha Washington's manager at the time. And I think he still is, but, uh, James Washington had wanted to see if I was able to He talked to my manager and wanted to make sure that, uh, wanted to find out if I was interested in working with Linda Clifford and Martha Watch. And it wasn't like a girl group or anything, a woman's group or anything. It was just us doing our individual things, but coming together with a song. And that was very exciting to do because I got to do something different in my career, you know, switch up a little bit, just show, that's just showing the youth, you know, I, I've grown up, you know, I'm grown up, I'm a lady, and I want to be out there with other women and doing what we do, you know, and coming together as one for a song. Oh my God. It was incredible for me to do when we hit the stage in uh, Joe's Pub. That was my performance with them. And I'll never forget that. It was very exciting. We've done a couple of things together. Uh, We did the video. Um, Yeah, but James Arena had wrote a book. It started off with him first. James Arena had wrote a book. It was uh, First Ladies of Disco book. And he's the author of the book. Him and James Washington know each other. It was just a full circle thing come along and, you know, Linda Clifford and I were cool and me and Martha Wash are cool. Ladies respecting each other's craft individually and we came together and the song came out and people still love it. That was it.
1: And this year you were um, embarking on a Legends show, right? But it got pushed off. Now it's planned for next year. Is that right?
0: Oh, my goodness. The show. Yeah, because of the because of COVID-19, a lot of things have been, you know, pushed back or postponed or canceled. Um, I I yeah, I'm supposed to be doing the legend show, and uh, that's supposed to be with—is that the one that—that's with Melba D Train? Is that the one you mean?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yes, yeah, and um, i am ex—I'm excited about doing it. I just hope that it goes. I, I pray that it goes. I mean, we all are suffering at this time with this COVID-19, and it's just, uh, I mean, we're all out of work. You know, we're all unemployed at this time, but at the same time, we're trying to keep our sanity because we won't be able to get back out there if you don't have your brain on straight, your mind focused, and, uh, you know, and you're taking care of yourself. And please out there, I'm stressing it to everyone, please wear the mask. I have been doing it. I am not ashamed of wearing no mask. It's just a piece of material that you got to just put over your face to keep us all alive and your families and your, your friends we've lost so many people during this time. And um, we just we just got to pay attention to the people that know what they're talking about of what to do. And social distance correctly. And we can get out there and perform again. Because I know they miss the music just as much as we do.
1: No question about it. Um, Evelyn as we look back and get ready to to wind this down. Is there a a particular uh, show that really stands out to you that maybe something unexpected expected happened or maybe it was back in front of your home crowd and family, or maybe it was the biggest crowd you were ever in front of, or maybe it was overseas or something that just, you know, stands out in your mind. Wow. Uh, it was, uh, honestly, it's so many and it's,
0: it's good moment, good moments. It's funny moments. It's what really stands out the, the main thing that will always stand out to me in my heart is when I first began and I did the forum and, uh, and, uh, my parents were there It they made me very happy and proud. Sorry. It's okay. It was because of them that I was standing there and gave my all the first time (laughs) my siblings always was proud of me and and i'm just just very proud of that when i played the forum madison square garden in new york just to do something like that at at a child's age is unbelievable and i can say i still perform that way today
1: Do you, do you recall what year that was?
0: Oh, well, wow. I think it was late 70s. It, uh, like 78, 79. I played the forum, and it was just exciting. <laughs> I got to find all my little pictures and things so I could put it online and post sometimes. Like, just pictures even of magazines or things like that on a post so that way people could see what it was for me back then, what I look like what it, you know, they don't get to see everything until you you know, you're able to actually have something out there that's just if I had my own TV show one day
1: <laughs> <Hey, there laughs> I'll put that out there <laughs> every, every, there's so many channels now I think there's room for, for you
0: I would love it well I've always wanted to work with children so that's something that that I, that I would love so much, remember the uh, the show that Bill Cosby used to do with the kids?
1: Yes, kids oh, say the darkest that kind things of thing. yeah
0: yes, and they do <laughs> um, but it would it would be more of like who would you like to be? what would you like to do in your life? you know that kind of thing or what are your hobbies or things like that so it would be a spin off of that but yeah i, I I just know that playing the forum. I remember this forum, and you're talking about the proudest moment for my parents. I know it's plenty more that they would share if they were alive to tell you, but that was I. I know that that was the one. My mom would lift her finger up, and I end up almost passing out because I held shame so long. The last note. That's the memorable moment. That's. That's part of it. <laughs> she, she held her hand up, so I'm thinking I'm supposed to keep holding that that song that that uh, lyric. The last one. So, I, I almost passed out, and she said, "No, it's just that I was so proud of you. I want to call thank you."
1: <laughs> what.
0: what? Oh so, yeah, that, that's something I'll never forget. What?
1: what was it at the uh, Madison Square Garden or the Forum?
0: I think it was the Forum.
1: In Los the Angeles. The was
0: the one I remember. Yes. The okay.
1: Form. Yeah, in Inglewood. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: played the form.
1: Yep. Saw so many shows there when I used to. Uh, you know, I, I spent most of my life in Los Angeles. I, I may have mentioned that, you're not sure.
0: But oh wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you got to come back. It's thunderstorming over there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you got to. Oh, sorry. I should I should have did that.
1: <laughs> so, Eve- Evelyn. Um, Are there one or two, I'll even allow you three if you want, uh, tracks that you've recorded that are just your favorites?
0: Honestly, no. No? No, I'm serious. I don't have a favorite because I like everything I say. Everything that i put out, I'm proud of. I can honestly say that. I'm proud of because it shows versatility in me. That's why I said it's nothing wrong with being true to yourself, being true to me and telling you the truth. Every song I sang, every producer and songwriter that gave me a song, it's, it's not one song I can't say that I do not like on, my, on any of my albums or CDs. So it's hard to say I have a favorite. Do you get what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's very difficult to go, oh, yeah, my favorite song is... Now, if I just went, oh, my favorite song is Shame, they'd be like, oh... Just because you, that was your first song and you have, you can't say that. I love all my songs because I sang them all and I was proud of my what I had to do and the songwriters and the producers and the way they, you know, it was a good enough song for me to sing it down because I'm versatile and I'm very proud to say that. I'm not trying to brag, but I am versatile. You give me a country song, I'll probably throw down. <laughs> At least
1: I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it, it kinda goes back to Prince again a little bit. You know, he would always say that all his his songs are like all his children. He loves them all.
0: Exactly. So now you understand why I said that. So yeah. it's like, you know. Yeah. these are not all written by me. That's the whole thing. It's just that it's sung by me. Because it's my vocal And I know I appreciated what I've done, and I've worked hard for what I've done with these songs. Waking up, you know, you got to remember these words. You got to think about all that. That's a lot. And I, and I'm, I'm, yeah. That's what I say about that.
1: You know, when I look back at the era that you, you know, came out of the late '70s and the disco era there were so many sort of mostly one hit wonders that came out from them that were, you know, sort of disco fads and things like that. I think you Mm -hmm. are one of the exceptions and exceptional, you know, in the way you came out of that and had such a long distinguished career. Um, There aren't many others that I think of that did that. I mean, somebody maybe like Donna Summer comes to mind, but there aren't many. And so um, it's really something extraordinary.
0: Like even, it is extraordinary because there are, you know, I never look at a lot of them that do have just one song, like when they come out and we're doing some gigs together. Um, It's been a lot of artists that I've worked with that had just one song. They came out, they open up the show or they do this, or they're there even to support the artist. Um, You think about that and you say to yourself, look, the song, if the song is still relevant today. The song is still doing something today. I know that a lot of them even say, well, I don't even want to get back into this business. It's crazy. I mean, I've heard so many stories, Scott. It's like, you know, I mean, they would share things in my ear. You got one side saying, you know, this is such, this is a crazy. When I was young, this is a crazy business. I don't know why you want to be in it. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I love what I do. And my whole thing is, if it's going to carry me through, and I still want to be there, then it's gonna carry me through. But if you don't wanna be there and you just wanna stop where you started, that's what's gonna happen. I didn't stop where I started. The whole thing is it stopped on me, but at the same time, I kinda wanna make sure that whatever I do next, it's gonna be a good thing. It's not gonna be something where the kids can go back and say, oh, she didn't know what she wanted. I I know I know that a lot of the one-hit wonders, as they call them, have great hits. I have them. I listen to the song. But then there's they have uh, what do they call it? They they say they're independent. Yeah, they have their own independent uh, CDs out. They have their own record companies now. They're trying to you know be uh, independent and independent labels and and it's not really working because we don't know how to follow protocol of how the music business was, it's a big difference. But the thing is we have internet, we have fans, we have social media, we have all of this do play in our hands for a moment, but I think we can still go on. My mom used to sell them out the car. (laughs) The people would love my songs, they'd come up. My mom and dad had my music in the back the back trunk of the car <laughs> and so it starts off where you you know you keep it going you keep it going
1: yeah well and you know speak on behalf of myself and all the listeners and viewers of the show we're all so grateful that you have carried on like you have and brought us so much great music through the years and are still doing it
0: thank you i'm trying and i want to come back out with something but it's, it's taking time it's going to take some time i'm not I never want to rush. Yeah, I know I'm still here for a purpose, and, and I thank God every day for that. But I want my fans to know that I appreciate the fact that they keep me working. They have kept me working so much. This is actually the first time I've ever been off ever this long. Ever. Like so many others that just traveled and toured all the time. And, you know, this we miss what we do. And we love you guys, and we appreciate you guys, but we want you to be able to be here if you listen. Please wear the mask. I'll stress that again. And, and watch what you're doing. Don't go out partying when they say don't. We want to see you again. I want to perform for you again. And I want to be able to put something out again. But right now, they have me still going off, off the same thing. I'm taking my little time that I have, you know, <laughs> you know even with the coronavirus, just to chill out for a little bit because I have never been able to really do that. And that's a pat on my back for still just having the songs from and to the, uh, the producers and songwriters, thanking them, the songs are keeping me still on the road with the same stuff from the 70s, 80s, <laughs> So I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to be grateful to God.
1: Sounds good to me, Evelyn. Thank you so much uh, for doing this. And also, is there, uh, you know, a, a website or Facebook or something you want to share for people to keep up with what's going on with you, especially yeah, and, when you get and, busy? again? And
0: I, I thank you, first of all, too, Scott, for thinking of me. And I do notice that you've been looking for me for quite some time. Like I said, I'm very sorry. And next time we'll be able to do it on live, you know, so that I can get it right. I do do live shows, me and my husband, where we're on, you know, we're trying to do the a little FaceTime, Facebook, yeah, Facebook Live thing. Uh, yeah, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And I'm on Twitter. Emily Champagne King. I'm on Twitter. It's still there. I'm on uh, Facebook. And I'm on Instagram. Yes, you can find me. And I do have a fan page on face- Facebook as well. You'll know it's me because I will write you back and say, you, you'll know because you know how I talk. If Those of you that know now how I talk, you know if it's not me, if you see something different on there, risque, I don't like that, I don't talk uh, no dirty language. I delete you if you act up. Just so you know, I'm very real. I will let you go really quickly. You can follow someone else that is in that kind of field. <laughs> I try to be as decent because you do have youngsters out there paying us attention. So, I just want y'all to know I'm still here.
1: <laughs> well, keep that love coming down. and
0: uh, I, <laughs> oh, I like that, Scott. That was cool. Okay.
1: And, uh, you know, bless you. And, um, you know, let Freddie know that I'm coming after him next.
0: <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. Also, he's also on my face, Facebook. We're all both on the Internet. FreddieFox.com. You can check him out. He has a website. I'm still working on mine to get it right. But I appreciate you very much, and I thank you all for listening. I hope we can do this again, and we'll, we will do it live. we got to get it together, make sure it's right. i got to look cute. It takes time to dye the hair these days.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you might recreate that music box look, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, that is so cold. Okay, <laughs> i, I got to get you for that one. I'll get you for that one. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. All but right. I, I wanted to just say thank you again. I really appreciate
1: it. My pleasure. Thank you. And and take really good care. And uh, stay in touch.
0: I will. Thank you again. I'll, take, I'll make sure I reach out to Freddie and let him know.
1: Okay. Thanks, Evelyn. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Hey, back at Truth and Rhythm headquarters. Thank you for joining us on another magical ride with Truth and Rhythm. Whether you're watching or listening as always thank you so much for your continued interest and support be sure to subscribe go to YouTube go to the Funk and Stuff channel that's where Truth and Rhythm lives and breathes and thrives also goodies here like TIR quick takes and if you subscribe you know what you get the show before anyone else it's free if you love jazz, funk, R&B, soul you can't miss it pass it along tell a friend tell family this audience is growing and it is a beautiful thing all coming together for the love of this great music also if you can throw us a buck or two we could use the support financially keeping the lights on keeping the servers going all these expenses if you can help support the program whatever you can give, much appreciated go to the FunkinStuff.net website on the right hand side of every page you just click and you can donate through paypal credit card whatever very easy to do and so much appreciated and if you do a sizable donation I will mention you on the program also drop me a line email me at scottg at funkinstuff.net let me know who else you'd like to see on the show what you enjoy about the music let's just kibitz and uh, talk about stuff you know talk music you'll find that I respond very quickly and I much enjoy the uh, rapport and the camaraderie and the interaction always remember this is your show the true music lover so for now that's all the time we have for this one it's a wrap as always scott dr gx goldfine saying keep on vibrating to the rhythm of the one